can't go to the gym, how else can I stay in shape and work out? You know, I can't go to gatherings, how can I invest in friendships and good relationships one-to-one? And I think it's that kind of, um, not just putting a positive spin on it or looking for the silver lining, but retraining your mind to see the situation for what it is and how to make the best of it. Hello and welcome to the Together podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Dan and today I'm joined by Emma and Chris. How are you both doing, guys? Very well, thank you. Yeah, doing all right. I'm still reeling from New Year, like, just settling <laughs> you mean back into the swing. That crazy New Year's Eve party you, you hosted, you mean? By myself, <laughs> yeah, party of one. Live it up. <laughs> how are you guys coping this time round in in lockdown 3.0 i'm doing all right i feel like there's quite a lot of good programs to watch at the moment uh a few old ones from like 2012 i'm going back to so yeah mm. i've set myself nice. a few challenges to get through those so you know the long dark nights they're fine <laughs> i you know it's funny i was saying this the other day before i was like oh you know a winter lockdown that would be easier because you want to be inside anyway but it's <laughs> no <laughs> I, I did not realize like how nice it is just to go for a walk yeah. at like 8 p.m. and it's still light. But yeah, coping, watching some watching some good TV as well. At least TV is there to support us. I'm really enjoying Wednesday evenings at the moment. You've got uh, Love It or List It with Kirsty and Phil, followed by Brand New Grand Designs. So <laughs> I think we're watching different channels, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> What's the channel? It has been like a resurrection of... of normal tv for me because otherwise i don't sit down at a particular time to watch a particular program however i've quite enjoyed it looking you know if i want to watch something you've got to wait till wednesday to do it because i was the same with the undoing did you guys see that yes. that was on sky atlantic no, and it was it was like weekly like the old-fashioned olden times mm. when you had to wait seven days to watch the next episode yeah, I do kind of miss that as well. Like, I remember back in the day, you'd like everyone would watch the same thing, and the next day you talk about it. But now, now everyone just binges. What's that about? Exactly. So, in this episode, we'll be hearing from three university students, Lizzie, Patrick, and Grace, who shared their experiences with Just Love, the student society inspiring Christians to pursue the biblical call to social justice. They shared about what they've been getting up to, and also how to thrive at uni during a pandemic. But before we hear from them, it's time for Emma's Dilemmas. Okay, so I am very excited to share with you the dilemma for today because it is not actually an Emma's Dilemma because it was sent in by one of our listeners. Um, Wow. So, Abby, shout out to you. You DM'd us on Instagram saying that you love the podcast and that you had an idea for a dilemma after a conversation with your brother, Harry. Um, Now, the dilemma is... Would you rather be able to be in control during your dreams or be able to watch back your dreams at any time? Ooh. That's a really good yeah. question. I love this question. I I have been in control of a couple of my dreams what? before. They call it lucid dreaming. Yeah, just I don't know how to like I wouldn't be able to tell you like how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And it was like years ago. But I can remember at least a couple times where one time where I was like 
in a dream and I was like, right, I'm just going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> just, what, and you could just make that happen? I just, I just made it happen. No. And then the second one, the second one was like more of a nightmare. Like I won't get too into it. It, was, it wasn't that crazy, but it was just like a bit, it was just, it felt dark. And I remember literally being in my dream thinking, this is a bit much. And I, I was just like, I'm going to wake up. And I woke myself up and I went back to sleep. But unfortunately, the dream was still connected. So I was a bit upset about that. <laughs> but, oh. but yeah, so in my experience of being able to control your dreams, that stuff is fun. <laughs> and I'm definitely here for it. That's mad. I think I'd like to do that in um, the situations where you're dreaming and you're doing something that you... You, you've got like a choice and you do something you don't want to do or you're dreaming about something good and then all of a sudden you're you decide to go off and do something else and there's almost like this half trail of consciousness of no I don't want to be going over here like I want to be going that way but mm, you can't yeah. do anything about it um I have that all the time so um yeah and I, th- I think watching dreams back would be helpful but Chris your um lucid dreaming sounds like the way to go it's powerful now do you know what since i've heard this question i am totally awful watching back your dreams because i feel like that would just be so good i have the craziest dreams like i have a dream every night without fail and i talk in my sleep and sometimes i walk in my sleep so i would love to just be able to demonstrate what was actually (laughs) happening to the people in my life, you know, like my family, when they're like, why were you shouting eggs, vegetables <laughs> in the night? I'll be like, because oh, I was cooking, of course. <laughs> but sometimes I don't remember. So I need to go back and see what was I dreaming to know why I started doing these things. So, yeah, definitely a watch party. I'm imagining you actually cooking in real life. You shout the objects as you put them in now. Because <laughs> you said that with such confidence. You're like, well, obviously I was, I was cooking. I just love to see you in the kitchen. Like... Chicken, <laughs> pasta. Exactly. That's just that's how I cook, you know. Yeah, Welcome to yeah. Emma's cooking show for 2021. <laughs> so much aggression in it. I think you've been outvoted though, two to one, because controlling dreams would. Hang on. What one point though, Chris? If you can control your dream, you were having a bad dream, a nightmare, so you couldn't really control like what was happening. You can't define it. Yeah, I wasn't. You in, yourself. I wasn't in complete control. Yeah, I, I had like I had enough of myself to be like, this is what I want to do yeah. in this weird situation, <laughs> but I can't change the situation, which is kind of like a, a analogy for life. Isn't it, sometimes? <laughs> Are you sure you weren't just awake? Yeah. <laughs> you just described a moment that was you were just a bit tired. <laughs> Great, thank you, Emma, and thank you, Abby, as well for this week's dilemma. If you're listening at home and like Abby, you want to submit your own, head to We Are Tear Fund on Instagram and leave us a message. Next up, it's What in the World? Welcome to What in the World, where we discuss the latest in news and current affairs. Emma, what are we talking about today? So 2021 has had a bit of a strange start. Um, So as well as being back in lockdown here in the UK, the political unrest in the US has continued to grow. So I'm sure many of you have seen that on the 6th of January, there were hundreds of Trump supporters who stormed the US Capitol building in what's been described as an act of sedition, which essentially means that they were trying to overthrow the government. What? Um, Five people unfortunately lost their lives. 
during the incident. And this has been a huge story, which is continuing to unfold. So I want to know, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty mad. But I think what's important to remember for us as like, as, as Christians who seek to see justice on this earth and to see God's plan unfold is that this is not in line with that. Like, I think, I know, I don't want to, like, put all my faith and, like, say, you know, democracy is the only thing that, you know, matters or the only thing, or that it, even even that it works perfectly. But I think um, this has been a clear example of actually the opposite of being a peacemaker, of inciting violence and inciting conflict, um, not only just in a physical level, like people people dying, but also even, like, at an ideological level, I think... At the moment, the world is a very strange place. I think, you know, coming off the back of 2020, the feeling of kind of isolation and um, alienation that people are feeling only like increases when stuff like this happens. So it was really, it was really sad to see it happen. Um, and I just hope that we as, you know, as a church can do the right thing in pushing people towards being peacemakers as opposed to, like like I said, inciting violence. Definitely. I think one of the things that a lot of people, the majority of people noticed was the difference in how Black Lives Matter peaceful protests were treated um, compared to how these rioters were treated. And even in the news about how um, it wasn't being referred to as terrorism, um, but it was kind of, I don't, what was the word they even used? I don't even know. It was it was like it was like protesters. Yeah, just like protesters. Protest. Whereas I remember, like there were, especially with the UK um, Black Lives Matter protesters, some people were saying like rioters then, and that definitely was just a peaceful protest. Um, so it's just been really shocking, actually, to see how this has been spoken about and reported on, and more importantly, how it was responded to by the police. Um, and I think it's been quite hurtful to see that police do have the capability to respond to something peacefully um and in a way that really does kind of I don't know bring make peace I guess amongst people who are Mm. feeling a type of way but actually that same grace or that same um justice system isn't upheld for other people who are protesting things that are really really important yeah I think you're right Emma it did draw comparison or not comparisons but people were were questioning the the events and, and likening them to to the Black Lives Matter protests. I think in in that comparison, it's it's more about you know, what what are you being driven by? Are you being driven by a push for equality and actually stamping out injustice, as in the case of Black Lives Matter? Whereas what we saw this week is actually people res- responding to not getting their way (laughs) and not getting what they what they wanted um and actually it's it's very dangerous you know four four years ago when donald trump was elected there was um just as many people who were actively against his election and there were at the time allegations of fraud in that election as well and um Mm. no no proof was ever found in in that election being tampered but it's exactly the same situation now and you didn't see a group of people storm the Capitol because they were unhappy with the democratic process that resulted in Donald Trump being elected. And so I think there's there's a big difference between those. But as, as well as that, it has raised again the racial inequality. There was an image of an older white guy sitting at Nancy Pelosi's 
desk and someone shared that on social media with a caption you know this is the epitome of white privilege the fact that someone can storm into a capitol building and sit in that chair almost unopposed compared to the response and the violence we saw from police and from others in um, the black lives matter protests and i think it's just highlighted that um, again in in america particularly but all over the world there's this uh, huge inequality in in the way that people are treated based on on their race 100 percent, and i think that is a huge part of what's happened here and not not only what happened on the 6th of january but what's been happening for the last four years and i think for me it's it's really disheartening to see that throughout the last four years and particularly during the election, the, the recent election, that there's been so many prominent Christian leaders who have like continued to sow divisive rhetoric and kind of really, you know, get to this point where it has bubbled up so much that not only people are, like you said, angry that they didn't get their way, but people are, have gone to the, are so like convinced to the extent that actually this is what God wants, that actually this is an affront to God and an affront to democracy, which like when you look from the outside in, you're just like, that's complete opposite of what's happening. Um, and so I think, you know, as a, as a church, as a global church, I, I pray that honestly, that people are able to repent from that. And not only just like individuals, but us as an entire church to say, how have we allowed it to get this yeah. far? Where actually this is something that could even be associated with what Jesus's mission was. And so, yeah, I, my, my hope is that people really pause, reflect and look at actually what direction are we heading in and maybe we need to switch position and get back in yeah. lane. As Emma said earlier, the situation is continuing to unfold and the underlying problems still aren't resolved. There are worries of future incidents, so do join us in praying for peace and reconciliation in America. We're now going to move on and listen to Chris's conversation with Lizzie, Patrick and Grace. Cool. So my name is Lizzie. Um, I am a student at Sussex University and I'm in my final year studying international development. Uh, I'm Patrick and I am at the University of Strathclyde in my third year studying electronic and electrical engineering. And my name's Grace. I study at the University of York and I'm in my second year studying HUGE, which is an acronym that stands for Human Geography and Environment. Ah, I'd never heard that before. I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you first said it, I was like, what is this fake course? (laughs) (laughs) It's quite funny. I always like when people meet me, I always make them guess what the letters stand for. So they're like, (laughs) human understanding electronics i'm like no no no. (laughs) well it's great to meet up with you three really excited to have you here we're going to be talking a bit about just love today and like how you've been involved with that at your respective unis um but i guess first i mean as second and third year students uh you've been kind of put through it last year well this this podcast is coming out in january um but yeah 2020 bit of a bit of a big one for like everyone obviously but as students that was obviously a huge thing a place at your feet in terms of living in lockdown, dealing with the pandemic and studying, etc. How have you guys found that? I mean, my uni's managed to kind of go on to online quite well. So even though I went back up to Glasgow, I don't live far away. So I thought might as well go back up. It was okay going back to uni, but uh, socialisation, just socialising with people was a lot harder. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I find getting out and getting active just helps me 
just keep going, I guess. Yeah. How about you, Grace? Well, um, <laughs> it's been a bit overwhelming. Um, so basically, I was working part time um, in a cafe um, near the beginning of term. And then I got a call from one of my housemates saying, Grace, you need to leave because one of our housemates got COVID. So then I was like, yikes. So I told my boss um, that I had COVID and he just basically kicked me out. And I was like, yikes. <laughs> so I was put into like, you know, self-isolation for like two weeks. Um, and our test, back, our test results came back and they were negative. So we still had to isolate. Um, but I definitely feel like um, my department has been really um, reassuring to me and they've been um, very helpful. Um, when it came to like online seminars and stuff and also um, because I've got a lot of um, amazing friends and family in the Christian Union they've been like um, there would be times that they would like come daily to like drop off little gifts oh. or food and it was just really nice just um, just to see a face you know <laughs> um, because yeah COVID was not um, the best of times when just you're in lockdown to be honest yeah mm. how about you Lizzie yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been quite a mixed bag. Um, at times, I've actually genuinely really loved it and enjoyed having time at home, time with family, time to focus on doing less, essentially. Um, there have also been times I've really hated it and I'm like, oh my gosh, how long, Lord? Like, mm. I want to be in church. I want to be out <laughs> seeing people, going to gatherings. I found that, that I think that the feeling of these are the best years of my life and they're slipping me by. Mm. Sometimes like the fear of missing out is very, very, very real. Um, I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but I'd say that's been the biggest struggle for me. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting because obviously the timing of it as well, you obviously would have gone back to uni September, October-ish, had a few months of like idyllic living, (laughs) making plans for the year. Um, And then, yeah, get into February, March and kind of be like, oh, okay, things are different. How has that been for you, I guess, mentally? Because there is that one side of it, like you, all three of you were saying, like whether it's just having to like take time off work or whether it's like not seeing people, whether it's not seeing church friends or stuff like that. How about in terms of like just the trajectory of your life, the plans that you have for your life in terms of this is my final final year or going into second year? How's that been for you? It's definitely made me appreciate, you know, being at home and just having your comforts here and enjoying my own company. I was always very extroverted at uni, but kind of having the lockdown come and making, you know, my own sort of company and doing stuff outside myself really helped me to appreciate my own company and that I didn't always have to be seeking out crowds of people, if you know what I mean. So Mm. I think in that way, it really helped me to realise a lot about myself. Mm. That's quite the opposite of just a general like uni narrative, isn't it? Because it is just crowds. <laughs> like, uni is yes. constantly being just around crowds of people. And yes. Going to the complete opposite. So I guess you're saying that you found that quite like a, a, a process to kind of refine what it means to be with yourself and just to exactly enjoy yeah that and company. yeah and it helped me kind of um, see which friends I was really close to not trying to go out and make tons of friends all the time, but it showed me which ones that were really intentional with me and mm. really put out the effort. So that was really, really good to know as well. Yeah, I keep making the joke that Christmas uh, was more kind of like a throwback to Bebo, top six friends, uh, seeing who's going to make the cut <laughs> for, your, for your family Christmas times. That's a great one. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we've all three of you have had experience of that now for, for a while, actually like living in a 
pandemic world while at uni uh, what would your tips be to other students who maybe are in a similar position or may potentially end up in a similar position I feel like um, my best advice would be to focus on the things you can control, not on the things that you can't. I think when I came back to uni and I was like, okay, this isn't what I wanted, this isn't what I expected. I really hoped and thought it would be over within like a few weeks, a few months at, you know, worst. Mm. Here we are. And chances are we are going to finish university like this. Um, And I think you can get very much in that negative headspace of, oh my gosh, like I miss going to church, I miss going to clubbing, I miss seeing people, I miss just life, basically. Um, And yeah, I think there is a time and a space to grieve that and process it, and that's good and it's healthy. But then I think you have to shift your focus and think, okay, well, I can't do X, Y, Z, so what can I do, you know? Mm. I can't go to church, but how else can I connect with my faith? I can't go to the gym, how else can I stay in shape and work out? You know, I can't Mm. go to gatherings, how can I invest in friendships and good relationships one-to-one? And I think it's that kind of um, not just putting a positive spin on it or looking for the silver lining, but retraining your mind to see the situation for what it is and how to make the best of it. That would be, you know, my best advice and probably what I've learned throughout this year. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's great yeah. advice. That's really awesome <laughs> well, thank advice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <that's fantastic. laughs> so, I mean, one thing, one of those things that I guess you did all have that shared passion about was just love. Uh, mm. This a space for Christians to engage with justice to engage with ideas around fighting poverty. Could you explain a bit more about what Just Love is? I don't know who wants to take the takes the responsibility of explaining the whole of Just Love <laughs> for the whole podcast audience. Well, I guess uh, Just Love is a society dedicating to getting Christians to realise the biblical call to social justice and whatever that is in our world. So that could be issues such as homelessness, climate change and I mean those are just two examples mm-hmm. but there are so many social injustices in the world that we try and focus and try and get people involved in helping uh, work out these situations giving mm. people the appreciation and what's great about it is you don't have to know tons about social justice going into it the whole point of just love is to equip you with that knowledge so when mm. you go out into the world you can make the best decisions for the world I guess that's a really great point. I'm I'm interested in hearing. I guess where you three were at before you heard of Just Love was justice something that was like quite on your radar already, or was it something like when you came when you came in touch with Just Love, it was like a massive like slap in the face almost. Grace, what about yourself? Um, so I've been on a interesting journey when it came to like activism. So I've been hopping through different networks and organisations. Um, so. Uh, before I started even uni, I decided to join this thing called PowerShift, which was a program done by People and Planet Network, um, which is um, the UK's largest student network for um, campaigns such as their um, campaign on um, diverse Barclays, uh, fossil free, undoing borders and such like that. So that was like my first experience of like being surrounded by so many inspiring individuals talking about campaigns and how to facilitate workshops and stuff like that. So um, luckily enough, I met um, a York student um, whilst I was at PowerShift and we decided to create um, People and Planet York. Um, So in my first year, I was already um, on the committee for our society. But the thing what kind of I struggled with was the faith element, because 
a lot of these um, organisations I was a part of, such as like Extinction Rebellion or People and Planet, um, they didn't really um, have the same kind of obviously biblical um, background to, you know, their motivation to, you know, walk out in justice. So I kind of felt lonely because I was like, I'm a Christian activist, where are my people? And then I'll be looking into like, you know, um, the Christian Union, I didn't really see that many um, people who are like, you know, out in the protest and stuff like that. So um, the fact that, you know, um, you know, Just Love York has actually come about because we're really just new, we're only like two months old, we, um, we actually launched in October so yeah we're like yeah so we're, we're literally babies right now um but um it's been really cool just to know that there are other um Christians who are wanting to pursue justice and it's just been kind of like a I don't know one of those relieving moments that like I'm not the only one um mm. with these passions so yeah awesome was that something similar for you Lizzie in terms of like seeing Christians kind of largely not too in too too like kind of I guess concerned about what was happening in the wider world around them or was that something that you had the privilege of kind of seeing beforehand um I mean yes and no I think would be my answer um in terms of my background there aren't a huge amount of people that I know that are super into justice and activism I was sort of like the first in my family to be like oh this is a thing Mm. um and similarly with like friendship groups and in my church group as well you know it was a small maybe one or two, three at best kind of cluster of us. Mm. Um, I did a gap year uh, before I came to university. And I think that was the really the moment that propelled me into social justice, especially being out with Tear Fund and ICS in South Africa. Like that was the moment that changed a lot for me. Um, and then when I came back and, you know, you're like, okay, I'm suddenly so much more passionate about this. I've, you know, my eyes have been opened to use the, all the cliches because cliches are actually <laughs> kind of true. Um, where do I go from here? And, you know, I came to uni, obviously international development, which is all very social justice orientated. Mm. But I think it was that moment of like, oh, wow, there are Christians that do care about this and we can be in community with each other. And, you know, sad times, I was like the only fresher, keen bean fresher turning <laughs> up for stuff. But I think it's like put me in a good stead for the future um, in that there was a moment when I was, you know, at events and I was like, this really, really matters. And what a privilege that we get to bring people along for the journey. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, a mixture of experience. Like I've seen both sides, basically, is how I define it. Yeah, awesome. I want to pick up back on something you said in a second. But just first, Patrick, when I asked about who had heard about, <laughs> uh, who had like kind of had justice on their radar before Just Love, you were shaking your head. What was your experience? Yeah, I was, before Just Love, I was absolutely ignorant. I mean, I come from a really small town, you know, with a very much small town mindset. I didn't see any uh, issues with social justice. So my sister was at uni and was at Just Love Glasgow. And me and her would always chat and debate things. But she said, come along. When I became fresh, I said, all right. So I begrudgingly went. And the people there were so lovely and chatted to me about issues with open arms and weren't looking to like slam dunk on me they were looking to really change my mind and I find that my arguments just weren't working Mm. and as I went along I just realized that yeah like they're right so I became more involved with just love and find as I gained more knowledge on certain issues that yes social justice really is a big issue that we have to care about and Mm. I'm so glad 
that I um, was pushed into Just Love because it's honestly one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And it was so necessary yeah. that it happened. Or I would have had a very different mindset by now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Like, it, all three of you come from different kind of starting points. And so it's, it's really cool just to kind of see that, yeah, it doesn't matter where you start on that journey. You can kind of like all meet up. Lizzie, you were talking about your time overseas. Obviously, with everything going on with the coronavirus, like volunteering overseas and stuff is just not likely. Um, and even wider conversations around actually what, what is good practice with volunteering overseas anyway in short-term trips and stuff um, kind of throw that all up in the air in the first place. Mm. Um, but how do you how do you like convince someone? Like, Take a Patrick. How do you tell a Patrick, <laughs> look... I've been on this incredible, I've had this incredible experience where I've seen some stuff firsthand, like it's in my heartbeat right now. Mm. I know you, you didn't experience that, but I'm just telling you, I'm going to tell you it's important. Like, how do you bridge that gap? Mm, wow, what a good question. Well, I think my first response would be that it looks different for everyone. Um, just because I went away and I had this crazy experience and I came back caring about justice doesn't mean it's the same for everyone. Um and I think that's okay. And I think there's all, there, there's got to be a sense of humility and humbleness in that, you know, there is a lot of privilege of going away and being able to do these things. Not everyone is able to do that. And there are issues with volunteering and going on these mission trips and so forth. So I think always keeping that perspective is really important. I mean, it's interesting with some of my friends at uni and having conversations with them and how like, you know, people are very like, we're pro-evangelism, and other people are like, we're pro-justice, and then, you know, can't we be pro-both? But mm-hmm. that's another conversation I won't go into. But um... I'm here for that conversation. <laughs> I'm very... and it I don't like... want to cause too many waves. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to get specific to your own situations <laughs> or anything, but, I, you know, Grace, you, you acted strongly to that. Um, where do you think we're going as a collective whole as Christians that we are kind of, like, splitting our faith into... No, um, evangelism is the important thing or justice is the important thing. Like Lizzie said, how do we get to this point where everything can coexist? I think people just need to, or Christians just need to know that um, the calling to justice is integral instead of just thinking it's something on the side or it's something that is for specific for some people. Like some people are called to justice, but really when you actually look at it, we're all called to um, the individual work for justice for like the collective liberation of um, and the restoration of like humanity. So it was quite interesting um, how um, when we were like asking to like, you know, um, promote um, Just Love, um, they were like, we can't really do that because of blah, 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 blah. Um, but we can be praying for you in the um, behind the scenes. And it was like one of those moments where I was just like, why? <laughs> is there like, it's, it's not like we're, you know, radically like political or something like that. It's not, it's not like really something crazy. But yeah, it was just one of those kind of things where it's just like, hmm, okay. Sure, fair enough. Um, It's something I think people see social justice as a very political subject. I mean, it is political, obviously, but um, people see it as you have to be this sort of person to be for social justice, where really the call is for everyone to have a heart for social justice, Mm -hmm. whatever uh, situation you're in. Yeah, I think it looks different for everyone. And we really need to harness that strength instead of, you know, thinking that social justice looks like 
having a bamboo toothbrush and uh, making sure you're a vegan and you only mm. shop ethically like sure those things are great but that doesn't mean it's for everyone some people mm-hmm. are doing amazing things within black lives matter and like climate change or they're volunteering for something on the side or they're getting their church on board like that's awesome too we want to encourage that so i think it's taking away this perspective of social justice is for this kind of person doing yeah, this kind of thing mm-hmm. and being like no it's for everyone but it's going to look different for everyone Mm. that's really good it's really interesting though kind of like that idea that you said that you know social justice doesn't look like one thing and I think you kind of you understand that as soon as you're kind of I could say part of that world but as soon as you're trying to like be aware of what's going on so like you said you might be you might be someone who says you know what Black Lives Matter has got my full attention right now or you might be someone who says you know what climate emergency has got my full attention right now Um, and interestingly we don't we don't ever kind of uh, do it for looking at specifically evangelism we don't ever kind of say well you're only going to evangelize by getting on stage and preaching to like a hundred people at a time it's like no we just allow that to be fluid and be whatever it is so i think there's this interesting thing where we look at both these two different these different kind of pathways but you realize they're not different it all kind of stems back into worship and actually, justice is a part of our worship. Evangelism is part of our worship. And they take many different forms and many different shapes. Um, so it's just awesome to hear you three kind of identify that for yourselves. Uh, we haven't even really talked that much about what you actually do at Just Love yet. We got a bit derailed with just like great conversation. But um, Patrick, could you give us like a bit of an overview of what stuff that you've done as part of Just Love? Yeah, so normally when we're not in a pandemic... We would have had what's called Just Lunch every Friday, where all of us come together, share a meal together, and uh, have a person to come and talk on a social justice issue. It gives us a chance for community and a chance to get to know each other and get to know more social issues. And then we will have events to fundraise for different charities and also volunteering opportunities because we believe it's crucial to volunteer in our local area. And we put all these things together to make just love. But as we've been in a pandemic, we've decided we're not going to do what we did last year and just put it online because we thought that didn't really work. That wouldn't work, sorry. So we decided to implement this idea called streams where we would focus on a specific issue for four weeks. So we did this time FGM, Systems of Justice, and... um, Simple living, simple living. And we split the the Just Love community into three groups. They got to choose which group they went to and kind of do a crash course to learn about this issue so they could go out and have a good knowledge on that. So we decided to do that this semester just to get people up to speed on different issues. That sounds really cool. And is that the same for you you two as well, Grace and Lizzie? Um, well, it's definitely different for um, Just Love York because, like I said before, um, we're, we're newbies. Um, we've never, like, Just Love York didn't exist until <laughs> 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 two months ago. Um, so we've been um, trying to improvise um, how we could, you know, even form a society of um, Christians who want to pursue justice during the pandemic. So... Um, we decided to do our, you know, launch online um, with a Zoom call, um, which really went really well. Um, and we decided to do, um, to start our, um, I guess, Just Love York journey. We did the um, 24-hour class, freedom class with um, IJM, which was really a great opportunity just to get ourselves, like, spiritually um, prepared for this, um, I guess, or just get pumped up 
mm. um, for justice. And then we also decided to do um, the climb as well um, during the recent lockdown um, just to get that momentum going. Um, but it's really, we're just still trying to like plan on how we can actually, you know, meet in person um, in the most COVID secure way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a learning opportunity um, because it's just really cool looking at uh, more established just loves and seeing what they've been doing because, you know, we have literally no, like, <laughs> no clue sometimes. Um, <laughs> but it's really inspirational just to see like what everybody else has been doing. So yeah, I've just been like, like noting down ideas and just talking to people from different just love committees and yeah. just you know, going getting ideas and stuff like that. And it's so loving that um, people are just so open just to have these conversations and just like, you know, um, support us because we're literally just starting out. So, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like there's such a, within each Just Love itself, there's such like a community focus and even across the different hubs across the UK, mm, sounds like absolutely. there's a really like access for support and camaraderie in that sense. Lizzie, you've been in yours, like you said, since you're a fresher holding it down <laughs> when no one else was there. Um, what's been kind of, what's been some of the favorite things that you've been involved with in with Just Love? Sure, I mean the people were there. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> just that, um, <laughs> um, if anyone's listening to this one, Lizzie, stop. Uh, it's just more that it's kind of grown in the last couple of years. Um, mm, great question. So our committee came into being just as COVID hit, literally like the week of COVID. Mm. Um, and then it was like, oh my gosh, like, where do we go from here? I was like, oh no, like, is this even going to work? How could, like, we have, you know, two of our committee is spread across Europe, so we're not even in the same country. Mm. Um, how's this going to fit all together? Um, I'm really proud of how we've, uh, like, adapted to COVID. In a lot of ways, I think it has built us better, like, you know that phrase, build back better. I think mm. that's what it's done for us as a committee. You know, we still haven't met all together in person, which is crazy. Um, but we've been able to do so much regardless. And we've had a big media focus this year. Uh, obviously, you know, such other times, that's the best way to reach people. So we've had a blog, getting different members of the community to post about things that they're passionate about. Uh, we recently launched a podcast as well. And um, having a, like, a strong social media focus and I'd say one of the big highlights for me this year has been our Promises for Freedom campaign, which was partnering with the A21 campaign and a local organisation here in Brighton called Hope at Home, which supports survivors of human trafficking. And we had like a launch night, um, putting on this event and talking about human trafficking. What does it look like? How can we raise awareness for it? Um you know what how can we join this fight for freedom and then getting the community to sign up do some kind of challenge activity um and then we once we reached a target people would then have to go out and do that wild thing you know we were swimming in the sea at midnight wow. um, <laughs> I don't recommend that actually we got pulled out but that's another story but that was a great moment for us to get everyone together and I guess what I was saying earlier about, you know, ensuring this is a whole community thing, not just a few people mm. and ensuring that everyone feels welcomed and they have a part to play within that. So that's awesome. been one of my highlights. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I love how Grace was just like, I know what we're not doing, York. We're not going to go swimming at midnight. That's not happening. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But the amount of flooding that happens in York, I'm not surprised if we would. <laughs> like I mean, it's incredible just hearing all three of you your kind of your journeys with just love whether it's been two months or whether it's been three years uh, how would you say your perspective on faith and justice 
has changed since being involved with Just Love? I don't know if you can sum that up in one sentence. I know it's a hard question. I think it's shown me that um, for myself, my faith has to be active in putting good into the world in some way or helping to steward the world. That's really what uh, Just Love has shown me, Mm. my faith. I guess in one sentence, long sentence, but... (laughs) No, it's great. That's really good. That's That's really insightful. Ooh, I'm still trying to think of what to say, but I would say that um, Just Love has, like, um, I guess, developed my perspective of knowing that um, I can actually glorify God through um, my faith and then also my degree, um, because um, because I've started to learn about the theology of justice. Um, I've started to get myself more interested in creation care and eco-theology, so I'm thinking mm. of doing my dissertation on that. That's a long sentence. That's not even a sentence, but <laughs> that's what I just want to say. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. That is cool, Grace. I rate that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think for me, it's been a journey of uh, learning new things, unlearning things that I thought were, you know, true and real, um, changing my perceptions on justice, but always in line with my faith. I think finally, my faith and my my passions have kind of matched together, if that mm. makes sense. And um, yeah, mm. that's what just love is for me, which is great. That's awesome. I love that. I love yeah. You guys are smashing it. I love the unlearning as well. I think unlearning is such a huge part of mm. any justice journey, kind of unlearning the the norms that the society tells you is normal. And I think that's, like you mentioned, Build Back Better earlier, and I think that's a lot of what people have been doing through 2020 is going, actually, we, we keep saying we want this to go, quote, unquote, back to normal, but normal wasn't good. So actually, maybe we should deconstruct that and look at how we can change society so that it is more just and it is more equal but yeah that is really it's been incredible talking to you three um i've got one last question for you i try i said at the start before we start recording i said we'll do this a short one but you three are just very interesting to talk to so (laughs) pat yourself on the back um but yeah one question for you all if there is someone who maybe considering thinking about going to adjust love or someone who's never even heard of it what would you say to them why would you say to them actually get involved it's going to be worth your time what would, what would you say to that person i'd say get involved because there is something for everyone there the amount of different people with different skills that i've seen come into just love is extraordinary and every one of those skills are used and everyone feels appreciated and i know being ignorant to social justice i came in and was given the best treatment people were so lovely to me and started to appreciate what I was doing and my skills and asked me to get involved in stuff you really feel like you're a necessary part when you go in so I'd say go in try it because you'll end up being part of a family you'll love um my thinking is that the best way you can get people into just love or the best way to get connected into just love is through relationships with people. So if you have a friend there already, ask to go with them, you know, ask to take them out for a coffee or a drink at the pub, COVID friendly, obviously. Um, but ask them about why they're interested, how they can get on board as well. And, you know, if they are passionate about just love, which we all hope they would be, then they would love for you to join. And I think it makes it less intimidating if you know you have a pal there already and you can connect with them. Um, yeah, that'd be my best advice. Awesome. 
Yeah, I think mine would be if you want to find um, a community of people who are inspirational um, and ways to um, be very practical in making a difference, definitely, you know, jump head first into joining the Just Love. It was great to get three different perspectives on uni life and what they've been up to with Just Love. What stood out to you guys? Yeah, I loved what Patrick had to say about how he had very little knowledge about social justice before he joined Just Love, um, but that you didn't need to know loads about it. You didn't need to be the most knowledgeable green person in the whole wide world to get involved. Um, but the whole point of it is just to get equipped and that just having these open conversations and it's not about correcting people and judging people but it's just about yeah opening up the conversation and welcoming people in and encouraging that lifestyle change 100% and I think it really speaks to what Grace was saying as well towards the end where she was talking about um, you know this isn't justice isn't something that's just only for one person it's actually something that we're all called to as Christians and um, I think remembering that and communicating that is so important. You know, someone like a Patrick, like I like speaking to him. I know he wasn't like he's not a bad person. He was never like I. I don't like justice. <laughs> like I don't think anyone is like that. But I think um, the reality is some people just aren't as exposed to actually thinking about justice in that way or actually looking for ju- reading the Bible with that and that perspective in mind. So um, yeah, definitely I agree with what she said there. Yeah, I like what Lizzie was saying about coping within the um, context of university during the pandemic and just the priority being focused on the things that you can control and not the things that you can't I think that's a general lesson for anyone anyone you know not just in university but as we're in lockdown 3.0 there's so much going on in the world and you know it's important to to pray about it and to uh, to focus on it but at the same time it is also really helpful for us to just focus on what what we can do what our actions are um, and, uh, and and not the things that are outside of our control the things then just start to get a little bit more manageable which uh, which can help at university or in any context so thanks guys for joining me and thank you to those at home for listening in we'll be back on the 1st of february with another episode if you like what you heard today make sure you hit subscribe and follow us on instagram at we are tier fund